Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. Now today, I have a quick question for you. And the question is this, what's worse than being 0-2? Yeah, you guessed it, 0-3. Don't give up. Don't give up. There's hope. There are players out there who can help your teams. And maybe this week, if you're sitting at that 0-3 and 1-2 position, maybe you just take a big dive, right? Play the matchups, make a big dive, grab a couple waiver wire splashes and see if you can turn things around. It only takes one week. It only takes one week. So hang in there. I've got some information coming for you today that will tell you some of the players that might be able to help you out, at least in this particular week and some of their matchups. But first I wanted to talk, my son and I were talking on the phone today and he's like, geez, oh pizza dad, does fantasy football scoring seem like it's down this year? Well, that's because it actually is. After Sunday's games, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Broncos, and the 49ers, those four teams, think about that. Those four teams combined for 47 points. They barely scored more points than Tom Brady is old. That is crazy. You would not think that. I mean, the Packers and the the Packers and the Buccaneers have had pretty solid offenses, and 49ers and splashes have been really good. And the Broncos went out and got Russell Wilson to cook, to give him a big meal, to put more points on the board, and they're actually worse, worse than they were the year before. They combined for 47 points on Sunday. And it wasn't the worst showing for those teams so far. As a whole, across the league, they they are down from 24 per team per game in weeks one and two versus last season and 21.4 this season. And that was entering last night's Monday night football game. And that game didn't do anything to help. Uh, the league as a whole is averaging 20.37 points so far in week three. It's just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. And I had to share that before we go into the waiver wire stuff because, well, it's just information that I think is valuable. And one, one more piece of information before we get going. The Raiders are the only NFL team that's 0-3. The Raiders the last time this happened was in 1959, and guess who that team was? The Detroit Lions. And oh my gosh, I don't want to say this, but I feel it. Are they the same old Lions? I don't think they are. I don't. I think that if you look deep down, these teams are very, very, very good as far as the way that the players are playing this year. The Lions, are they look like they can can do it, but I'm sorry. This particular week, for me, it came down to coaching, and Dan Campbell got an F. He got an F. He cost the team the game this week, in my opinion, in my opinion. So, more to come. Hopefully, that, that, that you know there are better weeks ahead for them, but boy, I just wanted them to beat Minnesota. I wanted them to win that game so bad, and it just didn't happen. Looking at the waiver wire for the quarterback position, we're going to start out with Carson Wentz, still available in a, in a fair amount of leagues. Going to be playing at Dallas this week. Now, last week, 
He only had 9.6 fantasy points. He had a rough week. But um, the things that you need to look at, though, and I know it's hard, but when you're scrambling and digging for a quarterback, one thing you want the quarterback to do is throw the football. Carson Wentz has done that. He had 43 passes last week. He only completed 25 of them, but 211 yards. He did not have, uh, he had zero touchdowns. And unfortunately, zero TDs just doesn't help you out. Now, last night, Daniel Jones had 15 fantasy points versus Dallas, just so you know. But again, he had zero touchdowns. So Carson Wentz this week, maybe not as big play, but again, go back to it. 43 passes, that's hard to find. And that's what you need is quarterbacks who are throwing the football. Jared Goff versus Seattle, could that be a a component that could help your fantasy team. Um, it's a home game, and he is averaging 27.3 fantasy points per game at home this year in the first two games he's played. So I think that the that against Seattle, they could score points. I do. I don't think Seattle's a juggernaut defense, and it could actually become a shootout because actually Seattle threw the ball like 50 times this last weekend too. So... Uh, last week versus Minnesota, he was 25 of 41 for 277 yards, one TD and one interception. Again, not horrible, not horrible. Trevor Lawrence is another quarterback that I think people should be taking a look at. Um, he's at Philadelphia this week, which happens to be probably the best defense in fantasy football. I don't know if they're the best defense in the league, but they are the best defense in fantasy football currently. Uh, he's averaging 23.4 fantasy points per game. Last week, he had a really good week against a really good defense, the L.A. Chargers. 28 of 39, 262 yards, three touchdowns. That was 31.2 fantasy points. You could do worse than Trevor Lawrence on your fantasy football team right now. And then there's a couple other guys out there. Marcus Mariota versus Cleveland could be uh, a nice matchup for you. He has been surprisingly consistent. His three weeks, 20.8, 20.4, and 19.6 fantasy points per game. He's only had three passing TDs, and here's where he kind of faults a little bit. In my, in my, He's had three interceptions. Now, he's also had two rushing TDs. So, if he doesn't throw the interceptions, you could work with, you know, roughly, he's get really close to that two touchdowns a game. Just needs a few more yards. Just needs to be uh, able to get rid of the INTs. And then if you're streaming this week, I'm not really going to go into stats with this guy, but he did have a really good game this weekend. But how about taking a look at Jacoby Brissett at Atlanta? At Atlanta. That's one of those where it could be a sneaky play, right? If you're sitting out there with, uh, I don't know, let's say Russell Wilson and... Um, I don't know. Let's just say Russell Wilson. You might take a shot at Jacoby Brissett this week. How about running backs? Top five running backs. We have, for the season, Saquon Barkley at 67.8 fantasy points. Nick Chubb at 64.9. James Robinson at 56.3. CEH at 53.1. And DeAndre Swift at 50.8. The part I found really interesting at about this top five was did any of us draft any of these guys in the top three rounds 
Maybe. Maybe Swift. Maybe Barkley, right? But surely not. Well, and maybe Chubb at the end of the second. But when you look at snap percentage, Saquon Barkley is at 83%. 83%. Nick Chubb is at 56%. James Robinson, 57%. CEH, 41%. And DeAndre Swift, 52%. So my thing is, you've always, you know, running backs we generally want to see in that 55 to 65% range. And I'm, and I'm kind of holding to that. But boy, if you go out and look at the waiver wire, it's not necessarily looking that way. How about the number one running back available on the waiver wire, currently ranked eighth? Eighth. Jamal Williams for Detroit. He is playing Seattle this week. He has only played 38% of the snaps. He has 47.7 fantasy points. He has four rushing TDs. Now, that is more TDs than he had all of last year. I will tell you that. You need to know that if you're going to make a move on Jamal Williams. 43 rushes, 168 yards. Again, only 3.9 yards per carry. Not really super fantastic. Not really super what you're looking for in fantasy points, but you know what, or in fantasy football, but you know what it is? 47.7 fantasy points in three weeks. Are you chasing the points? Are you willing to take the risk? That's the question. Up next, this guy, Khalil Herbert for Chicago. He's going to be playing at the New York Giants. Last week after Montgomery went out, he carried the ball 20 times, 157 yards, 7.8 yards per carry, and he had two touchdowns. He's currently ranked ninth, but this is the part I have to share with you. This is the part I have to share with you. 30.9 of his 47.3 seasonal points came last week. Now, they say Montgomery's injury is not really bad, but are you are you going to take a shot at Cleo Herbert? There, there's a question there. Um, but I'm not sure you could do much better. Again, it's, it's all about opportunity. If they get the opportunity, he can perform. He also had two catches on two targets for six yards. Now, Monday night versus... Dallas, Elliott ran the ball 15 times for 73 yards and a touchdown. Pollard had 13 carries, 150 yards. So that's a total of 28 carries, 223 yards, one touchdown, and 25 fantasy points. So if Montgomery were to not play, I think that Khalil Herbert is a steal for this given week. If Montgomery is to play, I think you would see more along the line of possibly a Tony Pollard-type performance, um, which isn't all that bad, right? It's not all that bad. So that's what you need to take a look at and see if you're interested in him. It's a good matchup this week to help your fantasy football team. Here's a guy who's been just a little more consistent the last couple weeks. J.D. McKissick is going to be at Dallas also. Uh, last two weeks, 49% of the snaps. 11.7 fantasy points per game. He's uh, receptions in the last two weeks. He's had 13 catches, 16 targets, which is better than some receivers out there. 86 yards. They've been playing from behind. And Barkley versus Dallas's defense last night had 14 carries for 81 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and also a touchdown. So something you might want to look at. He, McKissick might be a solid play for your fantasy 
football team. How about we take a look at some wide receivers out there? There's a plethora of wide receivers that we can go out and grab. Going to start with Arizona, Greg Dortch. Uh, he's going to be playing at Carolina. 81% of the snaps, that's a worthy play. Eight targets per game is what he's averaging. Seven receptions per game. Uh, and one TD and 11 yards per catch. So week one, he scored 13.3 fantasy points. Week two, 15.5. And week three, 17. But only one touchdown over the three weeks. But still, he's trending up. Uh, favorable matchup at Carolina if you needed help with your receiving core. Matt Collins, another receiver for Las Vegas Raiders versus Denver. Last two games, 92% of the snaps. Again, 18 targets, 13 catches, 224 yards. He got one touchdown in those two games, averaging 20.3 fantasy points per game his last two games. Don't forget, Renfro's out for Las Vegas. That's Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins. Tough matchup this week versus Denver's defense, but might be a worthy pickup and play for your fantasy football team. Devin DuVarnay is another player. He is a receiver for Baltimore playing Buffalo this week. That game is going to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of points. Now, he's only playing 55% of the snaps. Not ideal. Not ideal. On the season, he has eight catches and eight targets for three weeks and 121 yards. Not ideal. But you know what is ideal? Three touchdowns. Averaging a touchdown each week. Um, averaging 16 yards per catch, which I think he's gonna, they're going to need to use him in this game coming up this week. And he's just under 15 fantasy points per game currently. Devin DuVernay, wide receiver for Baltimore. Here's a guy I, I was touting last week, and I'm, st I'm not backing down from it. Noah Brown looks really good, and he's going to be playing versus Washington. He plays 85% of the snaps for Dallas. He's averaging five catches on seven targets and 71 yards per week, even if he doesn't get a touchdown. That's 14 fantasy points per game, and he has one touchdown in three games. He's due for another one. Uh, Noah Brown could be a nice play this week for you versus Washington, and he is on the Dallas roster. Another guy, Zay Jones. Now, Zay Jones is someone I think you need to take a long-term look at. Zay Jones at Philadelphia could be a tough matchup this week, but he's playing 76% of the snaps. Oh, by the way, he plays for Jacksonville. Last week, he had 10 catches, 11 targets, 85 yards, and a touchdown, 24.5 fantasy points. He looks like the WR2 in that offense, and Jacksonville's playing some pretty good football. Um, six catches, eight targets, 58 yards, uh, and there are a few other ones that are still available out there, but Zay Jones for Jacksonville, you want to take a look at him. Could be a nice play for your fantasy team. A few others that are still available in some leagues. Isaiah McKenzie. Well, for Buffalo, we'll be playing at Baltimore. Only 47% of the snaps so far this year. That's a concern. But last week at Miami, he had seven catches, nine targets, 76 yards, 10.9 yards per catch, 21.2 fantasy points, and again, shootout. This is not going to be a running the football game. This is going to be a throwing the football game. I mean, I'm going to say the over-under on points on this game is going to be somewhere around 65 Right? That's a lot of fantasy points. So somebody's going to be catching the ball in the game. It could be McKenzie. It could be uh, Crowder. It could be Davis. It could be 
Oh yeah, Stefan Diggs. And who knows? Maybe it's Dawson Knox. But somebody on that ball on that Buffalo team is going to catch a ball, and it could be Isaiah McKenzie. You might want a piece of that action for this week. His first two games, his average was two catches, three targets, 28 yards, and a half a TD. A half a TD. So that means he had one TD in two games. So eh, if you take that, you're looking at what? Three, 5.8, 7.8. Not great. Not great but still on a really good offense. Russell Gage, another one finally came out, had his coming out party. He's going to be playing against Kansas City. Russell Gage plays for Tampa Bay this year, by the way, folks, if you didn't know that. Last week he had a career high, 12 catches, 13 targets, 87 yards. He scored a touchdown and had 25.7 fantasy points. There's a lot going in his favor. Evans will be back this week, so that won't hurt him. That will actually help him, right? However, however, and there's a big however, we're not sure where this game's going to be played. There's a hurricane heading towards Tampa Bay, and if they play that game in Tampa Bay, even, even if the Hurricanes went through there, throwing the football might be difficult. It might be more of a Leonard Fournette, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire game. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. But Russell Gage, long-term for your team, could be a good look. Corey Davis kind of had a down week this week. Uh, he'll be playing at Pittsburgh next week. But his last two weeks, he's had 83% of the snaps, four catches on nine targets, 110 yards. Again, he had one touchdown. That's like 10.5 fantasy points per game. Not great, um, but he'll be playing at Pittsburgh. And people have been able to throw the ball against Pittsburgh the last two weeks. Their defense doesn't look quite as strong without Watt playing for them. So that's Corey Davis, New York Jets. And then Joshua Palmer at Houston. Houston's defense has played really well. Last two weeks for Joshua Palmer, we're finally seeing what everybody was talking about you know, over the preseason with him, 92% uh, of the snaps, which is really good. 17 targets, 10 catches, 129 yards, 1 TD. He's averaging 14.5 fantasy points per game. And let's face it, I mean, Herbert needs somebody to throw the ball to. If Allen didn't play or isn't playing, uh, Williams hasn't been great. Everett's been inconsistent. Eckler, I don't know what they're doing with that poor guy, but uh, yeah. We need somebody to step up in L.A. I need somebody to step up in L.A. because I got Herbert in both my leagues. and <laughs> I really need a bounce back from him this week. Josh Reynolds. How about that? Detroit Lions versus Seattle. Last two games, 75% of the snaps. 14.4 fantasy points per game. Nine catches, 13 targets, 134 yards on a touchdown. Another player you might want to look at. And also DJ Chark. If Amon Ray St. Brown does not play this week, and he did have an ankle injury. However, they're saying it's not significant. But they could decide just to not play him this week to give him a week to heal. If that happens, both Josh Reynolds and DJ Shark step up. And the outlier there is Khalif Raymond, right? I'm not sure you're going to want to take a shot at that. Josh Reynolds, way more consistent productivity-wise. I would take a look at him. Tight ends, there's not much out there. Uh, David Njoku is available in some leagues. He's going to have a nice matchup at Atlanta. Played 90% of the snaps so far. Last week he had his best game of the season. Nine catches, 10 targets, 89 yards, and a touchdown with 23.9 fantasy points if you want to chase that. His first two weeks were four catches, six targets, 39 yards, and zero TDs. Again, it's all about the matchup. If you're going to pick him up, you got to play him. 
that's it. And you're taking a chance, but it might be a worthwhile chance. Will Disley at Detroit could be another matchup. Again, only 59% of the snaps. If he plays over 60, so he's averaging 59. He's had two weeks over 60, and then he had one like 40. But if he's over 60% of the snaps, then he does pretty well. He averages three catches on three targets and 38 yards and one touchdown, which is not bad. If you do the math in a PPR league, that's 12.8 fantasy points per game. If you're streaming for a tight end and you want him for a one-week buy, he might be someone you would take a look at. There are three other tight ends out there who have mixed in good weeks with bad weeks or fairly good weeks with not so good weeks, but Evan Ingram, someone to look at. Uh, Robert Tanyan actually had his best game this last week, and he's gone up about 20% uh, snap share since week one. Pretty much think next week you're going to see him on the field. He's going to be out there probably around that 80% snap rate, and if he does, he is a worthwhile look for your team. Um, and, you know, if you don't really need him this week and you want to give it another week or two, Tanyan will be back. Uh, he will be a performer on that Green Bay offense. And then Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati got banged up the week before. Prior to that, he had a couple good weeks. Uh, and then this week he got banged up, didn't play really well, only had a couple passes thrown his way, had one catch. Not a great game, but still somebody that's very involved in the Cincinnati offense. And he's just going to have a couple weeks like that, as are most tight ends. We all know that, right? I think the only tight end who really hasn't been had a week like that was Mark Andrews, and I think his was kind of week one. But after that, it's been boom. And he's in a shootout this week, so he's not going to do that. All right, so that's it for the waiver wire. Wanted to get to that early for you today so you could listen to this podcast. And, you know, people, it's only fair if you share. Bye.